Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Welcome everyone to another episode of From Nothing to Profit. Matt and I are really excited today to have Nikki Hufford here on the podcast. And Nikki is a photographer from Ohio, and I've been watching her on social media for a while. And I've been so impressed, Nikki, with your ability to put something new into place. Like when I see trends across the senior photography industry across the country, you're the first one to do almost everything. And uh, I didn't tell you this before when we were chatting beforehand. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know whether I just don't see who you see or whether you're just always having ideas, but it seems to me like you just do a lot of stuff. And I wanted to talk to you today because I feel like our listeners could really benefit from learning how a little bit more about how you think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's kind of funny because sometimes I just see something and I immediately like I'm on the phone with somebody. I'm like, let's do it right now. So um, yeah, I probably do tend to jump on things immediately. And it's just more because I'm excited about it when it when I see it. So so that's really cool. So you're so you're from Warren, Ohio, which you said when, before we got on the air, you said that yeah. it's like outside of Youngstown. Yep. So yeah, uh, now the easiest way is an hour outside of Cleveland and an hour outside of Pittsburgh. So Okay, perfect. Um and then you were also telling us that you did travel softball um through or you did travel softball and then played collegiately. So yeah. um that that's where some of your sports inspiration and stuff comes from. Oh yeah, that's absolutely why I end up um photographing so many softball players, I think, um, because it's, it's a lot easier for me to kind of connect with those kids. And, um, you know, I know what a softball swing should look like. I know what a baseball swing should look like. So it, it helps me when I'm photographing them. So that's really cool. So Kaya, you had a whole bunch of questions for, for her. So you want to kind of jump into some of yours? Oh, we may have lost Kaya. So I'm going to jump oh, in. So, it's um, it's all, it's all good. So, um, she'll be, she'll come back eventually. It may just be a technology issue. So okay, yeah. uh, yes, I'm here. Sorry, okay. Matt. Okay. No, it's all good. So, so I was just, we were just talking a little bit about softball. And then I said, I said, I knew you had a bunch of questions for her Yeah. and, um, I just was going to let you jump into your questions that you'd already kind of pre-written for her. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, Nikki, you were saying you were a softball player and you photograph Mm -hmm. a lot of softball players. I grew up riding horses and then my daughter does competitive dance. And so I, it's funny because I do, you know, like I know what a horse should look like. I know how they should stand. So it is funny how that goes in. Well, first of all, though, I want to ask you um, just to tell us a little bit about how, like how long you've been in the business, what your business looks like, how you got into it, just like a short little, you know, how that started for you. Yeah. So um, I would say it's been about 12 to 13 years now. Um, I got in really, really early. I was literally right out of college. Honestly, probably could say it was in college that I started. Um, I had always always been really in, I was always the picture taker. So I'm the oldest out of eight. So, um, you know, when I go to my siblings games, I was always the one with the camera in my hand. Um, we would get really bored at my grandparents' house and my grandfather had a dark room in the basement. So he would want us out of the basement. So he would hand us a camera and a roll, couple rolls of film and say, here, go do something. And, but then he would come back and show us how to develop it. So I kind of have 
an old school appreciation because I did start off on the film and I know like know the process of actually developing film and a lot of people in my generation of photography don't know that process. So um, I think I have like kind of an old school appreciation for it mixed with the new. Okay, awesome. So uh, Nikki, uh, you do uh, volume work and then high school seniors. And I do. Uh, I what I have seen you do is just uh, you're like always kind of doing the next thing quicker. You just move really quick and you have new ideas so quickly. And so um, I'm just curious what you feel like is really working for you now in the, in the business. Yeah. Um, So I I think touching on the new ideas, I think I'm just really good at um, seeing a trend and knowing that it's going to trend. Um, There's no rhyme or reason for what I decide to implement and what I decide to do. Um, It's just, I've, I've been doing this long enough now that, Typically, when I see something, I'm like, okay, that'll work. Um, but also, I feel like I have a really good base with my model team, and they sometimes they bring me stuff. So I think having a relationship with your model team and being able to have like a really good, um, you know, like being being open with them allows them to come to me and say, "Oh, did you see this?" Like, like milk bath thing. I think my model team brought me milk bath stuff before it ever hit Pinterest. So, um, like years ago we did milk bath, you know, before it ever became popular. So that, that's a, I think a really big thing, I think, as far as finding things that are going to trend in, you know, letting those kids tell you that stuff. So, but, um, beyond that, I think, um, you know, uh, I can't even remember what the whole question was. No, no, no. You answered, you answered great. I could I've seen you like just, you know, just recently and we, I don't know when this will air exactly, but like you were the first person to, um, do like the Instagram takeovers and then that I I saw. And that's so funny though, because I really wasn't because Isaac coffee was the one that came to me with that idea. Yeah. 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 So so Isaac actually did that one first, but I'm just really quick at implementing things. And Mm -hmm. I, and I think it's because I'm a workaholic. Like, I, my brain does not shut off like all day long. It's going, it's continually going. And I'm like, okay, what could I do next? What could I do next? What could I do next? So, um, and and I, and I've always been like that with my business. And I think that's one of the reasons it's grown so much. Um, is because I'm not afraid to jump in and try something new, but I'm also not afraid to fail. And I think a lot of photographers are afraid to try something and for it to fail. So they just never try. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. complete sense. And how long have you been uh, in business? Um, it's, it's, I always say it's, it's like, I didn't really have like a hard start time. It just kind of gradually grew into it, but it's about 13 years. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so then the other thing I saw you do, and that's funny about Isaac coffee, uh, because, uh, he, he was at my studio last summer and we shot a bunch yeah, he's of stuff. Great. Yeah, such a such a fun guy. But he doesn't yeah. look like he's only twenty five. No, not at <laughs> or 26 all. Twenty like, six or whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm always like, Ugh. but um, so then you also did really quickly you did the um like the yard signs. Like you posted those and did those. Did you do you normally do yard signs or is that something that yeah. you were just like okay. So I do yard signs already because of the volume side. Ah. Um yeah. So it was something that I already had like set up. 
So it took me five minutes to go onto my website and kind of make up a form and do, you know, it was super easy for me. So I already had some designs and, and everything like that. But there again, my model team came to me and said, the seniors on my model team came to me and said, we want senior banners, you know, like, mm-hmm. so they kind of pushed me into it. Yeah. Um, and then, and yeah. So, um, but having that relationship with those kids allowed them to the, the freedom of speech to come to me and say, Hey guy, Hey Nikki, I we're seeing these and we like this, you know? So, uh, but yeah, the, the moms went crazy over those. So, um, I actually got kind of bored of them. I, I, I know it's crazy, but as soon as everybody else starts doing something, I'm like, okay, I'm over it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, I haven't really pushed them in the last week or two. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what you do next. So, here's one other question I have. I also saw you were one of the first ones, and I know you were. You had talked to Audrey Woolard about the yeah. idea, but one of the first ones to do like the FaceTime shoots, and when yeah. I, and so personally, I thought, no way, I will never do that. That is really scary. <laughs> I don't want my clients to know what I do. So how did you like, what did you feel about it? Is it something you would do again? Yeah, so there's so many mixed feelings on the virtual shoots. Um, I the, the kids and I don't think a lot of people realize this, the kids that I did the virtual shoots with, and I've done like three or four of them. Um, and I've stopped, I, I'm not doing anymore. So but anyways, the kids that I did the virtual shoots with, they were all kids that have been a part of my model team for four years. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. So like I take model team members at the age of in like eighth grade. So um, like the first one, she's been to Puerto Rico with me. She's been to Iceland with me. She's been to Florida. I mean, she's been traveled with me around the world, literally. So for me to grab her first, it was like she already knows what I do. I'm not worried about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We've literally have shot thousands and thousands of hours together over the last four years. So she could, I mean, she assists me now and she's one of my assistants during the summer. So she knows my Mm -hmm. business. Yeah. So, and the other ones I have a really good relationship with, it would have never have been something that I would have taken to a client that I didn't know well and said, Hey, let's do this. So it was only people that number one was going to have high quality images or already do have high quality images from me. Mm -hmm. Um, So it wasn't going to affect my bottom line. It wasn't going to affect my sales. And number two, it was also kids that already know me well enough that if it totally screwed up, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, that's interesting. um, Yeah. Because when I saw it, I thought, oh, I'm not doing that with all of my seniors I haven't photographed yet. I was like, we're not going there. There's no way. So I did do it with one girl that's new. Mm -hmm. And it's only because she's extremely popular, like super popular. So even though I've only photographed her once or twice, it was like something that I was like, okay, she's one that like, this would blow up with, you know? So Mm -hmm. I was like, I took a chance with her and it turned out awesome. So. Yeah, um, yeah. But, they but were beautiful. Like, yeah. No, thanks. But the quality's so bad. Like you could never print those. And I think that's why I kind of pulled back and I only did like three or four of them because um I it, I started getting emails asking for them from clients and I went, This is not where I want to go with this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can see I hard cut them off. Like yeah. I actually had shot a couple more. Um, and I gave the images, I, I edited two or three for each of the kids that I had photographed. So like, I still gave them something, but I did not post them. And it was because of the fact that 
the moment that I started getting an email or two from a senior that didn't get senior pictures yet, and she was thinking that this could be her senior pictures, I went, yeah, yeah this is not what I want. <laughs> you were like, no, no, no. Yeah. I was like, hardcore stop. So I had to explain it to them and, you know, and explain the, the difference and explain why I did it for some kids, but I wouldn't do it for her. And it was just something I didn't want to, I didn't want a wormhole there. So I kind of quit them. Yeah. So when we were first talking um, before uh, we started recording, I asked you how many seniors you did and, you know, what your volume was like. And you said too much on both. Yeah. Which yeah. is an awesome answer. And I think yeah. part, of it, part of it is because you, uh, you know, you work so hard and you're always coming up with ideas. But I'd love to share, like, you know, what do you, like, what are some of the things that you feel like you do that help you in both of those areas that you could share with our uh, listeners? Um, I think being really, really, really organized is the key when you start talking about volume. Um, so... I, I realized really early on in the business that the main complaint people had about photographers were they were not receiving their images in a timely manner and they were not receiving the products that they ordered. And I'm like, that's really giving photographers a bad name. So yeah, that, that feels like it's, that's a pretty easy fix. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You, like you would think it is, but then I also had moments where I'm like, I dropped the ball with this client. Like it took me too long. Like, you know, so I understand, like, you get busy, you just, you can't get to it, um, especially when you're running your own business, um, because you're the accountant, you're the bookkeeper, you're the, you know, you, you wear multiple hats as a photographer. Um, so my goal with any client of mine is always been to exceed expectations, but especially in the volume world. So because most high school photographers not bashing anybody, but life touch and stuff like that. They take, they take six weeks sometimes to get the pictures back. So I need to be like, I need to get these kids, their orders within like seven days. Like that's my goal. Um, so exceed expectations. Um, and it's the same way with my senior business too, trying to be as quick as I possibly can. So, um, now that means I do have an editor. I use Katie from the photo editive for, um, most of my skin work be- during, for like my seniors and stuff. Um, I also use a, t- I also have from start to finish a complete workflow of, for my seniors of emailing and stuff like that. So like all my emails are auto sent and all the information they need is auto sent. So I don't have to go in and answer a whole bunch of questions. I use Iris works for that. Um, so using services like that, I think can kind of help you keep organized and help you, help you stay on track and also help make sure your client's expectations are met. That is awesome. That is good. Good. Really good information. Um, and so when you, uh, like you said, you do have a model team and you've got mm-hmm. 50 kids on it, but you have this them- year, this year I cut back. I'm okay. at 30 this year. So this I will year. say, yeah, I cut back. I did that on purpose. I could have taken more. Um, I just decided I needed a little bit more breathing room in my personal life. So. Yeah. And then you, um, so sometimes when people want to cut back, they raise their prices. Is I did. You did. Yeah. Okay. And is yeah. that how you cut them back or did you also limit it as well? I also limited it as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I raised the pricing a little and, but I also feel like I, 
the experience that I'm giving my model team now is something that I feel is worth every single second. Um, so, um, like they get a lot for the, for the amount that they're paying. So, um, it's probably on the high end of what my scene I'm making on my each senior, um, for my model team, but they're also getting way more of me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's worth it. And then when you, um, you said that you had switched, uh, like when you started doing the softball and the Mm -hmm. volume, you started doing the green screen and you loved that and you booked like 50 teams in a year. So how did you do that? Did you just put it out and people saw your work? Yeah, I think it was just getting it out there. So, um, you have to remember that I played softball from the time I was four all the way through college. So like if there was anybody in the state of Ohio that was softball, chances are I knew them. Um, so they already knew I was a photographer. I was already doing a lot of, um, the softball kids pictures, but I wasn't green screening them. Um, so when I got in the green screen world and I started doing the teams, I did, you know, it was like, I did my own daughter's team and then, a couple other teams in the organization saw it. So then I did their, their pictures that year. And then a couple of my fr- friends that were coaching other teams were like, Oh, I'm bringing my team to you, you know? So by the end of the first year, I already had 15 or so teams and it was just because of people that I knew. So then the next year it just grew, you know, even more because um, n- then I realized that was actually a market for it. Um, and then I started reaching out to coaches. I knew I started reaching out to tournament directors. I knew, um, and I was like, Hey, I'm like, you know, this is something new. I think it's really going to trend in. And I don't, I mean, I walk around the softball field nowadays and it's just my banners up (laughs) like at every tournament, like every single team, a dugout that I walk past almost, I would say is my banners. So I've kind of taken over that niche in that area. Um, and it was all done on purpose. Like it was definitely done on purpose. And I had the intention of saying, I want to be the softball photographer in the state of Ohio. That's that, Yeah. that That's really cool. Cause I think it's like your two passions kind of came together yeah. and you know, they all, the people always say like, you know, a day, you know, working your dream job is not yeah. a day of work at all. Kind exactly. of thing. And that's what it kind of, that's what it kind of feels like what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so I had I'm to quit not... coaching because I was shooting too many teams. Yeah. So yeah, it was a really hard decision. It was a really hard decision to make though, too, because to give up, like I was, I was doing private catching lessons. I had like 30 girls. I I mean, I had a whole sub business of private catching lessons. I get, I shut it all down because the teams were so like huge. So. Yeah. Which is cool. So, um, so I want to kind of jump forward a little bit and kind of jump into the lightning round and we probably won't do Mm -hmm. all these questions, but just kind of talking to you, one of the questions that we ask um, is what is one like personal habit that thinks that what is one personal habit that you think you have that makes you successful? Because, you know, you're talking about all the stuff you're doing and you obviously have a lot going on. So, so what do you think the personal habit is that really helps drive that? Um, so, and I, and I think I've talked a lot about the athletic part of side of me and everything like that, but I really always go back to when I was young and I was in sports Um, I was always taught that um, you you have to be the hardest worker on the field. You have to work the hardest. So I brought that into my business. So I will outwork anybody else. And I have no problem with that because that's the only way you're going to get better. So if it takes me putting in extra time, like to learn an editing technique or going out there and figuring out how to use lights or 
you know, how, however, whatever that challenge may be that's brought to me that day, I guarantee you I will outwork you. Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, Kai, do you have any other questions? Cause I, I really want to ask her about her craziest shoot, but I kind of want to, I kind of want to end it on, end on that one. So <laughs> yes, let's ask a few more questions. I, I don't want to let Nikki go without, uh, without making her tell us all her secrets. Um, <laughs> so what are you like, what are you, what's next? Be, be, like when you are thinking about what you're going to do with the changes, uh, yeah. not, like, like we said, we don't know when this is going to air, but yeah. the world is going to change regardless. So like when you mm -hmm. envision your senior shoots and makeup and group things and just everything, what do you see? Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot different. I think when we start this back up, um, I, I hate to like jump into the, straight into the COVID-19 world, but that's where we are right now. And I, so I think it's going to play such a huge factor in where my business goes this next year. Um, I personally plan to limit how many seniors I'm taking, um, by a lot. Um, I, I'm really nervous about second dairy lockdowns and another wave and you keep hearing all about these things so I for me personally I'm taking 20 seniors this year and I've already started a wait list for them so if they pay their session fee and their retainer then they are on my priority list for this year and um, I will not book another client until those kids are taken care of. Wow. So you have 30 models and then 20 seniors on top of that. And that's your full year. That's, that's for, as of right now, that's my plan. Now, if I bust out those 20 kids and nothing happens and we're good to go, then I'll book more, you know, and that's what I basically have told them, but the, I need to make sure whatever I book and whatever's prepaid right now, those mm -hmm. kids have to be my priority. Yeah. And I can't, I can't overbook myself like I have in the past. And then what if we have a four month shutdown and, um, you know, so it's changed the way I think I'm going to do business in the future. Honestly, um, I think this might be how I book my seniors from now on, because number one, it's going to make sure that I'm holding to my own rules. And it's and for me to say, OK, I want to have a little bit more free time this year. It would make it would make me stick to that. Number one. And number two, um, it's going to allow me to, you know, give those kids that are, are paying me up front um, my full attention. So um, I really want to make sure no matter what, anybody that pays me money this year is going to get photographed. And so and I think that's something we all have to kind of think about. Yeah, that's good. And it, it adds scarcity to your business, right? So mm -hmm. it's only going to it's only going to drive, yeah. you know, popularity and stuff yeah. like that. So. Yeah, I've almost completely booked all my my spots. So I'm thinking about maybe doing 10 more, um, uh, because I, Ohio is talking about reopening, but like I said, I, we, are we going to be reopened for two months and then close down again? I don't know. We don't know. So until we have a firm answer and we, you know, you know, and I, they always say hindsight's 2020. So I'm trying to be as like, look into the future as much as I possibly can and play all the what ifs out. And, and make sure that I'm prepared for every possible scenario. So. Wow. That's really, I didn't think about that at all because like for me, I'm just wanting to, you know, maximize, get as many sessions in, shoot as much mm -hmm. as possible, you know, push them out if I need to, that type of thing. 
and I'm really thinking about myself and my business, whereas you're thinking about, you know, your commitments. Now, do you normally take your, your full like uh, package payment in, in a, before you shoot? Um, I take a, a session fee. So it's, it's not a super high session fee. It ranges. I mean, I even have a $99 session fee. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So it's, it's all the way from $99 up to four fifty. Okay. Um, so it's just a session fee. That's all that was required to book me. Um, I've always, I've, I've started my business and I've, I've kind of ran it this way from the very beginning where, um, you know, I want to make sure my day is covered. Um, so like the $99 session fees, one outfit change, it's going to take me 20 minutes to shoot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't edit before they order. So I have zero time into their session basically until they actually pay me for what they're ordering. So, um, so, you know, I'm a little bit different than a lot of people. Some people edit prior to their ordering meetings and they've got a lot of time invested before they're ever paid for an order. I'm the exact opposite. So, um, so for me, I, I've always kept my session fees on the lower end. Um, but my pack, my collections and everything else are, you know, and, definitely on the higher end then. Um, so when they come in to actually order, they're spending a lot more money than they did up front. However, they also have the option to just buy an eight by 10. Uh, I, I, I know there's a lot of talk on, do you have minimums or do you not? I don't, I don't have any minimums. If I, if I feel like if I did not, I did not do my job correctly, if they walk out only sell, only buying an eight by 10, like I did not do my job. I failed. That's not on them. That's on me. So um, I did not do a good enough job shooting their session. I did not create enough variety. You know what I mean? So um, so I fully believe in myself that I can shoot and shoot so much that they love it and they have to buy it all. So I, I can't imagine that ever happening. Seeing you posting <laughs> your last year's seniors, I'm like, they have how many different outfits? Oh, my God. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of so- different look. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, and those are a lot of those girls are model team, model team members though, too. Yeah. And that's just kind of what, I mean, so like Lauren, for example, Lauren is the one that, um, she assists me and, um, you know, and she also, so she's on shoot with me every single day, but they also did the highest model team collection. So she had like eight changes of clothes just in her senior stuff. Then she went to Puerto Rico with me. I think we shot 20 outfits in Puerto Rico. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, she has a ton of outfits, you know what I mean? But they also paid me very well for those 20 outfits. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I encourage variety. I think the more, the more variety they have in their images, the more they're going to spend on photos. They're not going to let those outfits go to waste. So. Yeah, that's great. Okay, Matt, do you want to ask your last second no. to last question? No, I, I have a I have a tough question Ooh, because before like we got on because before we got on the air, she was like, "I don't want to know what's coming. Just just yep, ask me questions." Just ask me. Okay, so if you could only do your sports stuff or you could only do your senior stuff, what would you do and why? Ugh. So you told you tough question. Yeah. See? So this is I'm, kind of, I'm like the Barbara Wall. Yeah, no, I love it because this is actually kind of what my husband and I. So a lot of people don't realize my husband, number one, Nikki photo- photography is not just me. It is my husband. He might not shoot. However, he is such a big part of my business. It's like absolutely insane. He's almost on every single shoot with me. He like, he takes charge of the volume side of it. 
I basically walk into everything set up and it's in like, I just shoot, you know? So anyways, but so we have both spoke quite a bit on this and I actually see our retirement years being shooting volume only. Okay. So, and the reason being is it's more per hour. Yeah. That makes sense. By far. Yeah. Profit yeah, no, I just, wise. I, I don't think I'll ever give up seniors completely. I think there, I might always have just a small model team of like 10 kids or something. Even when I, you know, when my daughter's out of softball and things slow down and I don't need to hustle quite as much, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I can see very, very limited seniors, but going insanely hardcore volume for, for like six months out of the year and then just enjoying the other six. So. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Mm -hmm. So then here's my, so here's my final question. Um, so then what is the craziest shoot you've ever had? (laughs) Um, oh man. Okay. So I'm, I'm, this one's probably one that we just did. So I'm just going to jump straight to it because, uh, I don't, I really honestly don't know how the girls survived it. So, um, I, every year I do creative shoots with my model team. Like that's part of their thing. And, but I always tell the girls, the creative shoots are completely for me. You have literally no say in them. You have to get your outfits approved, your hair and makeup approved. Like these are for me. So, um, I have always wanted to do like a really moody underwater type of a look. Um, but all my creative shoots happen during the winter when I'm a little bit slower here in Ohio, we get feet of snow, you know, so we, we aren't shooting seniors during that time. So all of my model shoots, like the creative stuff has to be something I either I can run a location or shoot inside with 90% of the time. So anyway, so I was like, I'm going to get this pool and I'm going to fill it up in my studio and I'm going to shoot this underwater stuff in studio. And I didn't tell my husband about it. He, when I, t- when I finally said, Oh yeah, I bought a pool and we're going to fill it up in, in the studio. He's like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> so, um, he's like, we're going to, we're going to go through the ceiling. Like this is going to fall down into the basement. Like he, I mean, he had a lot of fears about this shoot. So anyways, we fill up the water. I didn't never once thought about the fact that there's a hot water heater and it's going to run out of hot water. Right. So we had to fill it and it was like really, really cold water. <laughs> like really cold. Like I couldn't stick my hand in there and we let it try to like come to air temperature for like two days. And it still was ice freaking cold. I mean, every heater on, we had space heaters on the water, like everything I could think of. So my husband, he always is coming up with ways to fix, you know, fix these problems that I create. So he's with, you know, the Turkey fryers. Yeah. He's doing five gallons at a time in a turkey fryer, warming it up and dumping it back in six hours before the models come in. (laughs) I mean, it's six hours straight of just warming, boiling water. Um, It was still freezing cold when the girls got in. They were looking at me like I was completely nuts. Um, They were like, what in the world did we just get into? Um, Like it was the one girl compared it to Titanic. Um, so, um, the pictures came out amazing. I, there's some posted on my Insta. You can go look at them. I ended up creating like a whole bunch of like flower overlays. So I kind of added like flowers and, and, and I really had to save this shoot, but that was probably the craziest one I've ever done. Um, just for the pure fact that it did not work out in theory at all. And so I really should have thought through it a little bit more, but 
That's so fun. So did you did you get in the water and shoot underwater with them or just down no, onto them? No, it was, it was just down onto them. So yeah, so yeah. I, she's like she's like I no. Did, the plan did, she's like I the plan was to get in the water, but I'm not getting in now. Yeah, like, are you I, kidding I'm not me? Getting in the water. Yeah, I didn't get in the water at all. So um, yeah, it was definitely something I wouldn't recommend doing again. Um, <laughs> it, 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 but it, it was the cool pictures. I mean, yeah, they the were girls, really cool. Girls love the pictures. Yeah. So have they have they talked to you since? Or are they oh, just yeah. still pissed they, at you? They think, no, they're so mad still at me. But they're like, oh, you're. <laughs> the one told me you're lucky. We like these. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so, funny. Yeah. So no more underwater shoots for Nikki. That, that was that's a one and done. So yeah. Well, that's fair. You know, you got to know where your boundaries yeah, are, and sometimes exactly. you got to learn learn them by by actually doing it. So yep. all right. All right, Kaya, do you have any other things you want to talk to her about before we let her go? Oh, I, think I just that- thank you for coming on, Nikki. This yeah, has been no, really fun. Yeah. So um, what our last thing is just um, if you want to let people know where to find you, uh, I'm assuming your Instagram or website, share, share that. And then also we'd love to hear any last parting guidance you have for our um, listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm on, uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm in house photo. Um, Twitter, I'm Hufford photo, just never changed them to match. So you can find me at either one of those. Um, my website's Nikki Um, and then I guess I, I, parting wisdom. I, you know what? I say this all the time, almost anytime I'm interviewed, but I, it's such a strong core value of mine. Um, just really go out there and, and don't fail. Like, don't be afraid to fail. Like try something new experiment. Um, you know, <laughs> hopefully learn from your mistakes like I'll never do the underwater shoot again Uh, but uh, you know it's okay to fail it's okay to make mistakes in this business Um, I think that's where you grow and that's where you learn and that's when you push boundaries and that's when you start to become your own person in this industry so awesome all right well thank you so much for being on here I think that's really good advice this was a really fun interview Um, so thanks thanks again so much for being on being on yeah no problem thank you Yeah, and go Ohio sports. (laughs) OH. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.